Judas became a devil by choice. And I need to explain that. Judas was a devil by choice. And remember that complicated subject of predestination. Predestination is worked by or through choice. However, Judas became a devil not willfully choosing to become a devil. By choice, yeah, yes. But not intentionally. In other words, Jesus didn't, Judas didn't say, you know what? I don't want to be a child of God. I pray for you. Be a child of the devil. Judas didn't go through that. Judas became a devil by default. Meaning because something else did not happen, he became a devil. And I will illustrate this by a simple example. If you have an examination to write, a very important examination, one that is either going to make or break your future. But this particular examination requires diligence, study, hard work. It requires one to put their head down, buckle down, even if it's for a few weeks or a couple months, and study, work hard at it. You know you have that, those sort of exams where uh, people begin the course and before halfway through, most people fall out, drop out. And then the few that continue, the majority of the few that continue fail. I am saying, I'm not saying the kingdom of God is like this, I'm using an illustration. So you have this examination that you need to write. And it requires diligence because it's a very difficult, it's a heavy task. But it can either really make your future or break your future. And if you know this exam requires diligence, hard work, effort, and you decide, you know what, I cannot be bothered. I'm just going to take it easy. If I pass, I pass. If I fail. You did not choose intentionally to fail, but because you failed to apply yourself with due diligence, great effort, study, you failed to buckle down, you prefer hang out with the friends and have a good time. By choosing to do that, you chose to fail. 
So by that I mean Judas did not sit and say, you know what, I am going to be a devil. Judas, however, no, not knowingly choosing to be a devil, but by yielding to the promptings of the flesh on righteousness and the works of the devil, because he yielded himself to the works of the devil, he became a Because he failed to remain faithful and loyal to the master who called him. Because he failed to do that, he became a devil. Judas therefore threw away a golden opportunity. He put to waste a very high and prestigious calling, not just to be a disciple or a follower of Jesus Christ, but an apostle, one of the foundation members, one who had the, 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 the opportunity to walk with Jesus in the flesh, be taught by the master himself, one whom Jesus, according to Psalms, befriended God. Jesus chose him as a trusted friend. But he threw away such high honor and became a devil. We are all called of God to be Christians to be disciples, to be followers of Jesus Christ, to be children of God. But you know, just like Judas, many people are going to throw away their salvation. Judas, first of all, discarded his salvation. Judas was allotted a high, not just a place in heaven, but a high place. Being chosen by Jesus Christ to be an apostle, one among the twelve. He threw that away. That secure place he had in heaven, he threw away. That glorious friendship he had with the master, he threw away. And it was not God's fault. God did not make him a devil. The Bible says, God does not tempt any man with evil. So all the bad actions of Judas are on his account. Judas is on. I'm saying, even so, we are all called. I trust that we are all Christians in here. Are we all Christians? Amen. Amen. 
we are all called. But even though we are all called, like Judas, we must give due diligence to make that calling sure. Because Judas failed to give due diligence to make his calling sure, he became a devil. Do not sell your birthright. Esau, of the two sons of Jacob, I'm sure most of us know the account, the story of Esau and Jacob. Esau was the firstborn of the twins. And Esau being the hunter, Jacob the gardener, Esau went hunting and he came back from the woods weary and hungry. Starving if you are. And Jacob, whom the Bible refers to, actually the name, you know what's the meaning of, of Jacob? Deceiver, supplanter. Jacob, the younger of the twins, the second born of the twins, when Esau came to him and said, Give me some of your food, because Jacob was cooking. And he said, Please give me some lest I die. And Jacob said, Look. If you give me, if you sell me your birthright, I'm going to give you this food. And Esau said, Look, if I don't eat, I will die. What sense of me? Take my birthright. Many Christians, beloved, many Christians, after having been called of God, will sell their birthright. By compromise. And it's going to be so it's going to be situations where you are going to be tempted to do something that you know God does not want you to do. It's going to play upon your mind. The Holy Spirit is going to be warning you and pleading with you. And like Peter said to, to Ananias, why did you allow Satan to fill, to fill your heart? <coughs> Satan will fill the heart little by little until you come to a place where you agree and decide, I'm going to do this. And in so doing, sell your birthright. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you compromise your faith, your loyalty to the Lord. And sometimes, as my mother often says, sometimes 
and miss is a man. Meaning one miss, you might say, okay, well, it's just this one chance. God is going to have mercy upon me. I'm going to do it and ask God to forgive me. It does not work like that. You see, willful and presumptuous sins never plead. Willful sin, presumptuous sins, you don't mess around with. Don't, don't in, in your heart and in your mind decide to do wrong. Actually, that's that's not that's not in the nature of a true child of God. You hear what I'm saying? The true child of God, according to the, the, the epistle of John, the scripture says, he that is born of God cannot sin because his, the seed of God remains in him. And he just can't, can't continue doing wrong. And I often say to us, you cannot be a genuine child of God and continue to do wrong and just say, I'm going to ask God to forgive me. If that's the nature of somebody, I can tell you now, that person is not truly born again. And if that person was born again, that person, like Judas, has strayed from their call. And maybe has become a devil. I'm saying to us, beloved, not because Judas was called and chosen, he was guaranteed a place in heaven. He had to live up to it. He had to walk in the vocation of his home. He had to remain with the Lord. Do not neglect your calling. And by that I mean you have, you have people who are called to do things. Even in the body of Christ, you are called. And even though you were chosen to do that particular something, because you were not faithful in applying yourself, because I tell you, entering in the first place, entering the kingdom of God requires effort. I deeply appreciate the message of their sister Helen. Shared on Sunday. And one of the things that blessed me more from her testimony shared, one can see she is genuinely living for God. She is applying the word of God. She could have said in her experience, if my family turns against me, Never mind, that's their business. I'm carrying on 
But you know what? She applied the word of God. She knows the word of God says for love. Unconditionally. And she, even though she was, she was angry, carrying anger, and, and, and emotions contrary to love, she willed herself, she fought it, to do what God wants her to do. You are not going to become a Christian and smooth sailing into the kingdom of God is not going to happen. The Christian life is not a bed of roses. If that's your experience being a Christian, you need to check yourself. You are going to meet with opposition. And Jesus himself said, what strive? And I often say this to you. He says, strive to enter. You need to press your way through. Because the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent takes it by force. Meaning... You, in order to enter, you got, you got to fight in, to get in. So if I become a Christian, and I be one of those laid back Christians, I am saved, I'm baptized, I go to church every Sunday, and I'm taking it easy. Live my life during the week, and Sunday morning I'm back in church again, and I give us a few hallelujahs and praise, and I hear the word of God and say amen I go that kind of Christian lifestyle will not make it it's like they say of marriage if you want a successful marriage you have to work at it if you want to make it into the kingdom of God you must work at it Judas was well called and chosen but he did not Resist the temptation. He did not stand up to the opposing forces. And because he failed to stand, he fell and became a dead. And I guess one of the reasons why Jesus used that strong term is because from a place of being a friend, and chosen to be an apostle, he became not just another person, but the very enemy, the one who betrayed Jesus Christ. You're living a Christian life. You're going to require effort Judas did not choose to be a dead. God didn't make Judas a dead. But he became a devil, a devil by default because of what he failed to do. And I want us to think deeply because many of us fail to. If I decide to live a very casual, if you like, casual Christian life, and I fail, as the scripture says, 
I fail, as Paul puts it in this way, he says, I keep in subjection my body, my flesh, that I will not be a castaway. Jesus says, if you don't, if you fail to take up your cross daily, and taking up your cross daily is not a nice and easy thing to do. Because the cross is a symbol of crucifixion, dying to self. So oftentimes, it's not about me, it's what God wants. I want to go that direction, God is saying go this direction. And sometimes it's really hard to follow what we know God wants us to follow. Do not waste your gifts and talents. If God has called you to serve in a particular way, don't let anybody put you off. You hear what I'm saying? Judas was chosen to be an apostle. Again, I say to us, it's not an easy road. And that's why I use the illustration of a very challenging examination. But in order to pass, you really have to work at it. You have to study hard. You have to do lots of research. You have to spend hours. You have to, you have to sacrifice yourself in order to pass. And so living a Christian life, entering the kingdom of God, you really have to walk at it. And you're going to find problems and fightings even in the church. You're going to have opposition right in the church. That does not sound good. But is the reality. Because in a church, and not, not only talking about community church of God, in a church, you have all kinds of people. God does not stand at the door and choose who should come in and who should stay. When a person is saved and baptized, there are people who are going to remain carnal even though they are 25 and 20 years Christian. They're going to still be babies. You have people in a church, you have people at all levels. So you may find someone that is 40 years a Christian may easily tell you things to throw you off. <laughs> You may find someone who is speaking in tongues, always praying and speaking in tongues, tell you something to throw you off. I'm not knocking anybody, but these are the realities. You have in a church people who mean business in serving.
in God and people who are not really serious. You have people in the church who are in church for other reasons. So to put it in a, in a, in a, in a Hollywood phrase, you have the good, the bad, and the ugly in the church. And you have to deal with all of them. And trust me, those the enemy has the opportunity to use, he's going to use them against you. Those who make themselves available for the devil to use, to tell you things, to do you things, to hurt you, he's going to use them. But if you are foolish enough to allow them or whoever the devil uses to take your crown away, that's your business. Judas became a devil not because he intentionally chose to be a devil, but because of what he failed to do, he became a devil. He failed to be loyal and faithful to God. And in our daily walk as Christians, people are not going to make it, even though they are called, even though they are chosen like Judas. For such a high and honorable position, people are going to come short of their esteemed position and privilege and call of God. People are going to come short of it. You are living for God. This requires diligence. Again, I quote the scripture. Give Diligence, giving diligence to make your calling and election sure. If you don't give diligence, you can be called a hundred times. And no people misquote the scripture that says the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Now the Bible says that. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And they use that. They misinterpret that. Now, in that portion of scripture, God was, Paul was writing to the Israelites, or rather speaking of the Israelites, whom God chose, he called. They are his chosen people. And he was speaking about the Gentiles that were coming in, who were becoming Christians and believing on Jesus and so on. And he was saying that the Gentiles who became, who believed in Jesus, they were grafted in the family of God. He was also saying that does not mean that the people whom God originally called the Jews, the Israelites, that doesn't mean they are cut off forever. Once they repent and turn to the Lord, they have their place. 
but they will have their place only if they repent and believe on Jesus Christ and call upon him. But while they remain away from him, they are not going to be inside. And so Paul says, the gift and calling of God are without repentance. But you cannot be called of God and live a life that is contrary to God's word and <laughs> say to yourself, I am called, I have a place. It does not happen at So I'm saying to us, beloved, There are many people, and it sounds, it sounds really harsh, but there are many people who are devils in the house of God. Not this house. <laughs> Never mind my finger pointing. <laughs> when I say the house of God, I'm speaking many times. There are many. And my highest aim as a pastor, let me see if you know me well. What is my highest aim as your pastor? Who can tell me? Let's interrupt a bit. So what? To make our elections short. Yes. Let's say it in another way. But let's, let's hear it in some other ways. What's that? You're bashful and saying that. My highest aim as a pastor is to prepare you to enter. That's my aim and hope. That's why I'm always focusing on, on how you live in order to make it into the kingdom. So that if you were to die now, you're ready. Or if Jesus were to burst the clouds now, you are not one of those Christians that live anymore. I am not going to be, I am not going to receive you and make you free. If you put all the money in the thing, you give the fat, the fattest tithes. You're alright for heaven. No. I want to tell you, I can make it abundantly clear, how you need to live in order to qualify for the kingdom of God. That's my aim. That's my whole motive. Not for you to prosper here while you live. I want you to prosper. I want you to do But my real aim is to qualify you, to direct you, to guide you, to counsel you according to God's will in such a way that when you stand before the Lord, the Lord says, well done, thou good and faithful And God will say of me, I have done a good job in guiding you. And so I'm always focusing entry. And so I'm saying to you, do not be like so many Christians who are in church, who are so religious, who are in church, some, some, of, 
Some devils are in tune every time the doors open. But I continue to say I'm not talking about this church. <laughs> devils can be religious in very I've seen some people very religious. They all, every time they talk, they talk about God. And they're always hallelujah and praise the Lord. I've seen people like that. But when you check out their lifestyle, they are the biggest hypocrites you can find. They're worse than the people outside in the world that don't want to hear anything about God. They are Christians like that. So my dear friends, make every effort. If you want to make it into the kingdom of God, it requires, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be like the man who said, you know, I can't be bothered to really study hard and do all this sort of, sort of, sort of this set of research and, and, and put in all these hours and burn the midnight oil. I can't be bothered. And you expect a pass that exam. If that's your attitude, you're not going to need it. It requires diligence. Jesus says, try. He said, because many will try to enter and will not be able. And the answer he gave is that you need to strive. You need to make every effort to enter. You need to press. Because the odds are going to be against you. Once you genuinely serve in the Lord, the odds are going to be, I was saying to someone, was it this week? Once you have all these odds coming against you, and you are overcoming, someone was sharing with me what happened last week, Sunday. They were actually referring to the service and the word that was given. And the person came to the altar to pray. And when the person said what they said to me, the so difficult pastor, and people don't quite know what we are going through. That blessed my heart. You know why? I said to that person, because of the challenges you are facing, and you heard the word, and you came to the altar, and he took, the person told me they got, they felt so light after, they got a release from that burden they were carrying. I said, you know what? That's because you are on the right path. The Christian path is not a bed of roses. So I said to that person, I'm, I'm very pleased to hear that. Pleased to hear that the word of God that was spoken by the child, the young child, blessed your heart because you were, you were going through something like that. You were carrying that anger inside. 
I'm pleased to know that you are, you are being challenged and you are facing opposition and you, you are wrestling daily against the odds. It tells me that the devil is on your heel because you are on your way to heaven. Amen. You're just living and you're at peace and all is, all is well. And it's the goal of being honky dory. It tells me something doesn't smell up. Just for that.
Cherish your call. Love the salvation you receive. Keep it. Keep it. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I have spoken to your children. Father, continue to speak to our hearts. Help us, O oh God, to really understand being a follower of Jesus Christ is no joking business. Qualifying for the kingdom of God requires effort, diligence. Father, help us so to live our lives. Help us not to take you for granted. And not to say God is merciful, God will forgive me. God understands. But help us daily to serve you in spirit and in spirit. Help us daily to guard our hearts. To look at ourselves and make sure, Lord, we are pleasing you every day. And Father, when we fail, when we fall, help us to get up, repent, and turn back to you. Help us not to stay down. Help us not to be like Judas, Lord, who was turned aside from such great a call. And on. Lord, we grow.